Welcome to the favorites, the podcast, part of the Action Network, proudly presented by Bet365. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined, as I am for every episode, by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Hello, hot shot. How are we doing, brother? Dude, look at us. Look at us. We are live on AMP right now. We are live on YouTube right now. We will be live on both of those channels for every single show from now until the end of time, you and I together in our white favorites hoodies, which I know Matt Mitchell is wearing as well. I think it's cute that we decided to all wear our hoodies today for our first uh, live show on the YouTube. We didn't even plan it. <laughs> yeah, we're slowly making a cult, Chad. Slowly making a cult. <laughs> it just takes three. I and mean, right now, yeah, that's what we have. Uh, listen, we're going to get deep, deep, eat deep, deep into the draft. There is some serious betting chaos going on. Uh, Aaron Rodgers to the to the Jets happened yesterday. How is that impacting the draft? How is it impacting futures? I want to talk about that. The draft is proving to be, through Will Levis, the greatest epitome of the chaos that is betting the draft, the rumor mill that is the draft, how technology and communications and social media influence the draft. We're going to get to all of it. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, before we get to the convo, you guys have heard us talk about game time so much on this podcast. They're the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. I love game time. Honestly, I use it all the time. And if you're looking to get out to a pro or college game this week, even a concert, game time has amazing last minute deals on tickets to all of these. I'm actually going to open game time right now from my house here in Connecticut. What am I going to find? Let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, look at this. Tonight, I can go see the New York Mets. Get in price. Simon, Simon, what do you think the get in price is for the New York Mets tonight? Very good baseball team. Depends who's pitching. Simon, just give me an answer. <laughs> I'd say $30. $7. I can get in to see the New York Mets. Great baseball going fast because, because of the pitching clock for $7. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app. Get out and have some fun this week. You deserve it. And you can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code favorites for $20 off. So download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Dude, let's start with Aaron Rodgers, Okay. Trade finally goes through yesterday. Nominal impact on everything. You know, it's been expected. So whatever 
Aaron Rodgers' value to the Jets was going to be is built into whatever price that's been going around already. What are your initial thoughts on Aaron Rodgers to the Jets now that it's officially happened? I guess from the fan side, I'm really happy for Jets fans. I mean, this is probably the best quarterback they've ever had. I mean, this is exciting for Jets fans. This is their Super Bowl, right? They finally got the guy. It's going to take them over the hump. But from the betting perspective, it's nothing. It's a shit number. The team that's overrated. Maybe next year I'll get some down on the Jets. Or, you know, if they start one and three, I'll take a position on the Jets. But they feel like Denver of last year. It's just it's going to be all hype and no substance. I feel like Miami's the bet. I mean, you talked about that earlier. Yeah. That's going to be the play. You know, the Bills, I expect them to be better than they were last year just because I think Josh Allen will be healthy. He won't have that arm issue. And, you know, he, he's got a fire under his ass. That's a motivated man right now. So in that division, I love it for Jets fans, and it's exciting because you actually have a chance now where before you really didn't with Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco, right? That was just – yeah, that was fun. They were winning some games around the year, but me and you never really took them serious as an actual contender for a Super Bowl. Now, shit, if they start three and one, Chad, their odds will probably go down to ten to one, nine to one. I mean, they'll be an all hype yeah. team. So they're about twelve um, to one right now at Bet Three Six Five. Yeah. So to me, Jets fans is exciting because usually you guys just have nothing to look forward to. It's all hope and gluster, and that's over by week two. Um, this year it's gonna be a little different. So exciting for them, but as a better. No, nothing to do here. No bets to make on this team. So uh, the other thing I'll note is Bet365 has a boost for Aaron Rodgers uh, to win MVP from plus 1,600 to plus 1,800. I was reading Bill Barnwell this morning on ESPN.com. I love Barnwell. He's super smart. And he had an interesting take on the Jets. Because look, the reason why everyone is so excited about them for, for next year is because their defense was so dominant, right? They got Garrett Wilson. That's great. They'll get the running back from Tennessee or from Iowa State who injured his knee and was Bryce Hall, who was on path to sort of have a rookie of the year kind of year. Um, So he does have pieces around him on offense, but it's really about the defense. And I feel like the market is so exuberant about the Jets, because it's the Jets, because it's Aaron Rodgers, that it's kind of not taking into account the fact that there's always regression in these situations. So let me give you a little stat that I stole uh, from Burnwell. Last year, the Jets uh, jumped from 32nd to 5th in defensive DVOA. Teams that make those kinds of leaps typically drop back the following season. This is from Barnwell. Again, recent example is the Commanders who jumped from 27th to 3rd in DVOA in 2020, falling back to 27th the following season. Um, uh, One other thing to consider. The Jets benefited from playing second and third street quarterbacks. And we talk about that all the time when we're betting on teams during the season. Um, during their seven and four start, they played five games against quarterbacks who weren't the team's preferred starter if everybody was healthy and available. So we're talking about Brett Rippon, Trevor Simeon, Mitch Trubisky, Jacoby Brissett, um, uh, Skylar Thompson. So I don't know, man. 
Can I interest you in a Jets under nine and a half wins at plus 100? I'm going to keep waiting because I'm just going to hope Jet fans bet it up like they did last year. Like last year, they got really lucky. Like those couple coin flip games, I mean, that Browns game really sticks out, right? That game, they were down 13 points with a minute to go. Joe Flacco pulled out a win. Those are kind of things that they totally flip over under. So to me, I don't hate it, Chad. If you want to grab it now, nine and a half, I'll just keep waiting, hopefully get a 10. I can't see it dropping below nine, I tell you that much. So I kind of feel like I've sussed out a little bit of an opportunity here. How so? Because because uh, everyone is going to be thinking about the Jets are set. The Jets last year, uh, fourth, one of the league's healthiest defenses, one year after being the fourth most injured defense. Again, like <laughs> there's going to be some regression on the Jets' defense. Um, and also, when you go after you've given up the draft picks that you've given up, there's going to be some sort of residual impact on the roster and how you can build depth on defense. So last year we were anti-Jets and we bet the under and it bit us. I think we're going to do it again. I know. It's going to be tough though, where even if Rodgers isn't what he used to be, isn't the MVP level, he is going to be so much better than anything they've had in the last 10, 10, 12 years. I mean, not since Sanchez have they had a guy that you actually can think, okay, this guy can actually win a game. So, um, you know, he, he, I still think a lot of last year was Rodgers being hurt and having no weapons. This team has tons of weapons, Chad. So that's my only hesitation here. It's just like this guy is steady, stepping into the same situation Brady stepped into, which is a really, really good offensive weapons with a pretty good defense. Like, you know, as much as I want to shit on the Jets, Sauce is probably one of the best corners I've seen since Revis. I mean – he really is that next level. He almost, not that he almost got it, but he, he was at the point where he, people were talking about him for defensive player of the year. So um, pretty, pretty special team, but you're right, Chad. If they get, if it gets to 10, how do I not take that under in that division? It's just, that's too high of a number for them. Listen, if you're uh, listening live on AMP, if you're watching live on YouTube, do not forget. Uh, you can send us questions in the chat for either either one of those things. Um, Matt Mitchell, who's also wearing his favorite hoodie, is paying attention to all of it. He's a man on a keyboard, sending us notes in Slack. He's producing. He's producing as much as he possibly can right now. So we've been talking a lot about the draft. Where is your head right now? How are you feeling? You've been a roller coaster of emotions uh, the past couple of weeks as the Bryce Young chatter has gotten louder and it's that's against what you need to happen to a significant degree yeah it's all no sleep like i just have not slept at all it's one of those where i mean you've had kids so when your wife's pregnant the, the baby's due any minute i think most men wake up every hour or two and just either check on their wife get up and pace for a little bit then lay back down it's like that never-ending feeling of just anxiety like you know what's coming and you got you just you like you can't really help what's coming that's how i feel with the giraffe where it's like I might sleep an hour here or two. I can't stop checking my phone. Can't stop calling guys. Can't stop listening to rumors. It's it's like um, a fun week, but it sucks. Like, I, you know, when you don't sleep, and you just feel gross. That's how I feel right now. Like, I just feel gross. Like, everything tastes gross. Uh, it's It's the worst. Humans need sleep. So you start going a little crazy and, you know, when the Will Levis stuff starts happening, because – Obviously, well, you hold on, wake hold up. on, hold on. Like yeah. we gotta, we gotta. Well, I'm just gonna touch into that. So, like, say I, I was good, sound asleep. 
I had to get up at whatever. We had a meeting at 5 a.m. Hawaii time. So I was like, all right, I'll set my alarm clock, get up at whatever it is, 4, 4.30 for our meeting. I literally touched my pillow. It felt like at 10 o'clock and my eyes were open at midnight to just a never any amount of calls and text. So just been up all night. It's just one of those where um, when the market moves, people go crazy. I think you know that being in the sports media industry, it's just a week of hearsay. It's never ending amount of hearsay. So it is, it's, it's a bit much, Chad, but I love it. It's just a fun week. All right. A couple things here. Number one, you've got a strange sense of what it means when uh, your wife is pregnant. I don't remember doing any of that, but I do remember being up every hour last night because I ate too much and drank too much and went to bed too late. So that's the feeling when I mostly uh, am uncomfortable at night. Well, Chad, you're a Scientologist. Your kid's grown in a laboratory. So you didn't meet your kid until he was like eight. So that makes sense. <laughs> I'm a real person. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about this Will Levis stuff because yeah. we have to frame it. And and um, Luke Swain, Vegas Refund, who has just been crushing his draft coverage and sort of the um, on the on the Action Network podcast, which everyone should be listening to. Uh, and obviously, he did it with Nick Garisco um, uh, a couple weeks ago. But or that's actually was yesterday. Um, he's been tracking all this. So the Will Levis story is at some point today, a someone in Reddit <laughs> posted that Will Levis is going number one, that he's been telling people around him that Charlotte is taking number one, taking him number one. Shortly thereafter, his odds to go number one moved from 40 to one to seven to one. And remember, over the past couple of weeks, he was not even considered to be like top two on anyone's board, right? So this post goes viral. The reporting of the odds move causes the line to drop even further. Um, people look into the Reddit user. It's shown that he is likely a troll. So the question is, right now, Levis odds are currently anywhere from plus 250 to plus 800, obviously a massive gap. But Bryce Young, who has had his odds go as high as minus 3,000, we've talked about it in the past couple of weeks, are now down to minus 700. What are we doing here, Simon? Why would anyone want to bet this market? Explain this to people. I've been trying to tell people, though, this is this is the whole point of why we bet what the public doesn't think is going to happen. It's like no one really knows. They can move the odds all they want. In the end, they really don't know until the GM or the owner of Carolina Panthers tell them exactly what they're doing. They don't know. They're letting the money in the market dictate it. So how does the money in the market dictate these picks, Chad? We see it all the time. If a well-known name puts out a mock, it moves the market. And, you know... You can say what you want about this Reddit kid. Pros have been taking a position on this Levis guy. Like, I've talked to multiple pros who keep saying, this guy is going to Houston. This guy is going to be a top five pick. This guy is going to be a top four pick. I don't see it. I, I Again, I've graded the kid. I watch all his film. Oh, uh, man. It's just a weird time. This draft is really weird, Chad. We keep talking about this. If there is no consensus number one guy, 
it's going to be chaos. And it feels like we kept talking about the Baker draft, and that's what this draft feels like. It's like, I mean, Sam Darnold all months, for multiple months, was talked about being the number one pick. He got up to minus 1,000 at one point. And then we talked about that. Baker Mayfield news came out, and then by Thursday morning, Baker Mayfield was a favorite to go to the Browns. So me and Chad both have opinions on this draft. Um, to me, the Levis thing is just crazy. Like, I mean, Matt Mitchell's losing his mind about it. He, he, he doesn't get it at all. He was talking about him being a bum months ago. So it cracks me up thinking about what he's thinking. But from the betting perspective, I love it because it just – I had my doubts about the Bryce Young thing. I kept telling you, I, I even when I was up to minus 2,500, I was like, I guess he's the pick, but I don't believe it. Until I hear his name called and see it actually happen, I just can't believe a guy who's 5'10", 180, is going to be the number one pick. So I talked to a bunch of pros over the night. They're happy about it. They love the public moving this number. So the way they we all talk about it goes, okay, on Reddit, there's millions of people on Reddit that are going to see this post, right? So say just 20,000 of these people each bet $100, right? That's how much they're limited to on this Levis bet. That's a lot of money being poured into the market at really weird hours, right? You said it got posted either in the morning or last night, whenever it was. The bookmakers, they're going to wake up. The big time guys are going to be like, okay, we need to move this number. So we saw a big overreaction. The market's starting to settle a little bit, right? Like you talked about. So to me, the Levis thing gives me hope in the sense it won't be – I need anyone but Bryce Young to be number one pick. Literally anybody but Bryce Young will be amazing for me. I, I will – I need desperately – if it's well Levis, that'd be amazing. But I'd be pulling my hair out if I was a Carolina Panthers fan. I mean, I'm sure you as a as a Bears fan, you'd lose your mind too if you're drafting this kid. So, um, yeah, Chet, this is – as someone that loves betting the draft, this is as good as it gets. It's Nobody knows anything. People are going to do all their little mocks. They're going to make all their predictions – no one knows. It's all based off their own information they're hearing from different people. So that's why it's the best. We spend our entire existence as people in the betting space. You at the very high end, me, you know, just below you at the at the <laughs> next level of very high end. I, I don't know why you're laughing. And um, all of our time is spent looking for an edge. Our entire lives, everything we do, it's spent looking for some edge in some way. That's how you win. That's how yeah. you get by, right? And so you've talked about this. Luke has talked about this, framing it as it's the only test where you know the answers. We don't know any fucking answers. This feels like misery to me. Why, why is this a, why is this something you want to invest six figures in when it feels like there is, there is so much unpredictability. You can't find any edge. Because when I hit, I hit big. And that's what's so much fun about it. I mean, we talk all the time, but that Trey Lance, that was, that's going to be one of my biggest ones ever. And like, it's funny thinking back to that. I'll never forget. You wanted me to do a live hit with you about Trey Lance being the third pick. And I was driving down to AC and I pulled over and say, it was just, I don't know, say it was 30 minutes. I mean, you setting up, doing a little quick hit. And then I got down there. The number moved from plus 600 to plus 300. And so, this was even before we even posted anything. And then once we posted it, it dropped all the way down to, I think, whatever, plus 100 by the time the draft even came around. So it's one of those where there is good info. Like, that's why I try to be very patient about it because um, good info does eventually come out. But some years you're not going to get the right stuff because you don't know the right people that know the right GMs, don't know the right owners. Like, that's why this year 
I mean, it's truly a hat tip to the the Panthers. They've been really smart about everything they've done. Like every week they're saying the right things to try to not just throw people off the scent, but they knew what we talked about. Bryce Young, Houston and the Texans wanted Bryce Young. So they talked all week about how great he was without ever saying, no, he's going to be our pick. You know, people are like, well, the NFL doesn't want them to leak that stuff. I think we knew Trevor Lawrence was the number one pick, Chad, what, like two months before he was actually the number one pick by the Jaguars? The NFL doesn't really care that much, right? People are going to tune in. It's a spectacle. It's, it is it is what it is. So, to me, it's it's interesting that nothing has been leaked because stuff gets leaked this week. But if Will Levis is really the leak, I mean, some pros, you can say you want the public got on that, but someone someone was on it because that number has moved a lot. Like you just talked about, it went from 60 to 1 just 12 hours ago to what it's down to now, which is like plus 250 at some books. So, um, I, I think that's why I love betting it is because of that, where it's like, if you, if you get the right info and if you hit it right, you can make a ton of money on the draft. It, it really is like a thief to these books because there's no system they can build to stop it. They're just going off rumors and what they're hearing. So, um, it is one of my favorite things to bet, but it's also like you just said, it's very dangerous. You can lose a lot of money on it. If you're listening to the wrong people. Will Levis right now, bet three, six, five. Plus 500, Bryce Young minus 900. Again, a week ago, Bryce Young was probably minus 3,000. Will Levis was nowhere close to plus 500. Uh, He was closer. He was lower than Will Anderson, I think, at that time. And Will Anderson now is like 200 to one. I know. You know, to go number one. And... Evan Abrams, our director of research, has said this. If you've got four quarterbacks, you've got no quarterbacks. <laughs> and I think that's what is making this draft so interesting. Yeah. So the next question becomes, we are 48, you know, 50 hours from, 54 hours from the draft, let's say. We don't really know who's going to go where. What what bets are making us the most comfortable right now? I've got ideas, but but like when you look at this, where are you feeling? Okay, this is the one where I do think I know what's going to happen. I, I'm one of the few that I've just stuck to that I do think the quarterbacks will be the ones to go up top. Like I know the Will Anderson to the you know yeah, they're supposed to go to Arizona and all these rumors about him going to the Cardinals at pick three. I've been saying it feels like for two months. The Cardinals aren't going to make that pick. Unless their GM is a total idiot, there is no way they should be making that pick at number three. They have to trade down. They're, they just they need so many more assets, and they're in a division where, yes, the 49ers are really good, the Seahawks are really good, but you, you need to start building around Kyler Murray. You're giving the guy all this money. You just can't make a pick there. I, I mean, there's no one-player fix to this team. So, to me – I still think there'll be one goes quarterback, two goes quarterback, three goes quarterback, and four goes quarterback. And it just lines up where I either think it's going to be Tennessee or Vegas that trades into that little three spot and makes the pick there. It just makes sense. These teams that want a quarterback of the future, that's a nice spot to move into. Both of them have a quarterback. Tennessee has has Tannehill. Vegas still has Jimmy Garoppolo. So those are both teams where you can draft a guy and let him sit for a year. So um, Will Anderson over three and a half. I, I couldn't bet enough on that. I really couldn't. I mean, it was one of those bets I just wow. kept making over the weekend. And we've seen it now that if they do stay there, if the Cardinals do stay there, 
it seems like they're going to take this offensive tackle from Ohio State. Um, so to me, you know, it, it's one of those where I'm, I'm making this bet off a lot of mocks, but then it's also based off of what teams are saying. And it seems like a lot of the scouts, especially the ones from Arizona, they didn't, they weren't all in on Will Anderson. It seemed like there was other guys in the mix. So you can still get his over, but it might be juiced up now over minus 200, minus 250, just because people have been betting it. But I still like that at over three and a half. I just, I don't see Arizona taking him. I don't see tech, the Texans taking him either. I just, people keep saying Texas will take a quarterback at 12. I don't see any of these guys making it at the top 10. It's just, it just seems like every team had different grades on these quarterbacks, and each team is going to be willing to trade up to get one of these guys. This could go down as the greatest draft in history or the biggest bust draft in history. I don't think there's a middle ground for this draft because if you're saying people are not sold on Will Anderson, they're not sold on Bryce Young, they're not sold on Will Levis, they're not sold on Anthony Richardson, um, Uh, like there's no surefire consensus, which the last couple of years we have felt like we've had some surefires, right? Like Sauce Gardner came in and people thought Sauce Gardner would immediately be what he was. Trevor Lawrence got drafted. People thought he would turn into what he turned into this year. It only took longer because he had such an epic imbecile as a coach um, in his rookie year and was surrounded by so much incompetence. So, um, there's no sure fire in this draft, unless yeah, unless I, unless it's Jalen Carter. <laughs> well, again, he's gonna he's got a lot of question marks too. But I think Chad, it's honestly, I'm just I'm one of those people where I I try to keep it as real as I can because everyone's in the in the a mindset of this is like we talk about this is like before week one where your team doesn't suck yet. It's all happiness. It's all hype. And that's what this draft is. Like, everyone's like, oh, well, my team drafted this guy. There's no way he's going to be a bust. And that's just not the truth. And when we talk all the time, first-round quarterbacks, I think it's over 60% now, end up being nothings, right? It's a very small number. So, you know, that draft of um, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, uh, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, I said it on this show. If you're lucky, there'll be one all pro out of this draft and maybe two pro bowlers. So right now, what it's looking like, Chad, you're feeling pretty good. You got Justin Fields. He looks like he's going to be a pro bowler. Trevor Lawrence looks like he's going to be a pro bowler. Zach Wilson's on his way out of the league. I mean, he's already been replaced. Uh, Trey Lance is apparently on the trading block. So, I mean, Mac Jones as well could be out of town. Like it's one of those where it's, it's getting weird now with the Patriots. So, I hate being that guy because I know how exciting all this is for teams, but it's just realistic. So that's why the Anthony Richardson, I've been pounding the table for him for so long. It's just he has the most upside. If he goes to the right team, the kid's 20. He turns 21 on May 22nd. So you put him on the right team, this kid, when he signs his new contract in five years, he'll be 26 heading into his prime. There's other guys on this list. This uh, Will Levis will be 29 when he signs his next contract. So it that's that's something that I weigh into all this, where it's like, okay, I want to take the young athlete with a ton of upside that I can mold into what I want him to be, rather than the guy that already is what he is. Like Bryce Young, yes, this kid has an incredible amount of talent. 
I think he is what he is. I just can't see him building that much off of off of it. Like his body, he doesn't have the shoulders for it. Like there's not much of a body frame to build on. And there's only so much you can build on with his body. Like he's 5'10, 180. How much arm strength do you think you put into this kid's body? It's just not possible. So um a lot of that goes into when I when I build out and model these quarterbacks. And that's why I, I like I like Anderson. I think Anderson's a really good player. But I would like you just talked about Carter. I know Carter's issues off the field. I would still take the kick because I just think his his floor is so low. Like this guy, you draft him, you're just gonna make him your nose tackle or whatever, your D tackle, and he's just gonna change the whole the whole vibe of your whole team will be changed with this guy and that defensive line because he's gonna eat up two linemen every time. Like that's a big deal. So uh, it's just the way it is, Chad. Like this time of year. You're just going to hear so much negatives about guys because of we talk all the time. It's like who has the best agent right now? In my opinion, the best agent is Will Levis. Like, holy shit, is this yeah, guy's right? agent really taking this to another level? I mean, hop on Twitter today. You never will not see this guy's name, and his biggest night of his life is in two days. So, um, it's just a big, big week for agents and owners telling lies. All right, there's also a big conversation happening right now at running back, um, yeah. John. Bijan Dijon Robinson and Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. And Bijan has been the guy we talked about him a lot last week. Yeah, that everyone has talked about as potentially being the best overall player in this draft. But all of a sudden there's conversation that Gibbs could overtake him as the first running back taken. So here's my question for you. Do you bet? Do you bet over one and a half total running backs to be taken in the first round of the draft. I bet it. And I'll be honest. I'm a, I'm one of those people. I did it just because of Peter King's mock draft. Like he put it out there and I was like, okay, th this has, cause I, I like the kid, but we talk about time. Teams just don't take these running backs in the first round. Now, when you break it down, like he did, it makes sense. Like the Eagles, Detroit, there's a bunch of teams that want a running back at the end of that first round that if they don't get Robinson in the top 10, why not take him in the back end? The guy can pass block, can catch the ball in the backfield. I mean, we can talk all the time. These Bama running backs, they do eventually break down like all running backs do. But for the first five years, they're pretty damn good. I mean, Derrick Henry's first five years were pretty incredible. So um, the whole notion that a team would trade back into the first round and take a running back, that seems a bit far stretched. But there are teams in the back end of this draft I could say to see taking a running back there. So – I like it, Chad, over one and a half running backs taking the first round. I think it was plus 110. Peter King put out his mock. I think it dropped down to minus 115, minus 120 in most books now. I'd still take that number at bet 365, but it's it's tough where you know that's just going to be the public player, right? The public loves betting overs. Uh, we've seen the QB market move. The over four and a half has just been absolutely pounded. So same thing with the running back. I could see it getting up to minus 130, minus 140 by the time this draft starts on Thursday. It's just... A lot, a lot of people talking about two running backs in the first round now. All right. So um, I follow you in the app. I want you to break down right now the picks you've posted in the app um, for the draft so people can know exactly what you're betting. Um, I mean, I can tell you that. Off the top of my head, I know for a fact that I bet the, the Zay Flowers under. Um, we talked last year. I just love that bet. This guy is a 5'9", 5'10", speedster that plays on the outside. 
there's so many different ways you're gonna be able to use this kid. So, you know, I didn't know where he was gonna go. Now talking to Evan, it felt like it made sense that when he said he'd go to the Seahawks at pick 20, that just makes sense to me. You can still get it at a plus number two, just because there's just so many teams that not that this is a bad wide receiver class, but this is this is a down wide receiver class. Like, let's be honest. This this isn't that great of a group. So it's one of those where it's making sense. It's plus not it's plus money. But I think it's one of those that when he gets drafted, I'd say the Seahawks do take him or a team does around there. Like, you know, Green Bay now might be a team that might take this kid. Like, there's a bunch of different teams that need a wide receiver. It would just make sense for a team to reach and take this kid because there's not that many good receivers in this draft. So um, that was definitely one I made right away. Robinson being a top 10 pick, Chad, I, I love it. I, I love this pick so much. He's just. Do you think it'll be I, Howie? I don't know, because I, I have someone I really, really am well-connected with on the Eagles, and I thought all week it was going to be him. And I would say two weeks ago, this kid, this he honestly made it seem like it was definitely going to be Robinson. Like, if he was there at pick 10 for the Eagles, it was either him or Carter was the guy they really wanted at 10. Carter seems like that's gone. Um, we've seen his over-under drop from 7.5 down to 6.5 after he met with Detroit. Apparently, Campbell absolutely loved him, so that makes sense, right, that Campbell loves the kid. Detroit would take Carter now. It wouldn't shock me if the Eagles did take an old lineman, but it just doesn't make sense for an Eagles team that's to win now mode. It's just the Robinson pick makes so much sense for this team. It's literally, you know. Not not that this kid's gonna be Adrian Peterson, but that's the upside you have here. Like the Saquon upside. Like it's just I hate taking running backs this high, but when you're a team like the Eagles, where you already have the O line, you have an aging defense. Like our D line is pretty damn old. Like a lot of these guys, this is it for them, right? So I you know, I argued with a bunch of people about it, but the scout I talked to, he seems like the Eagles are gonna go D line just because their their D line is getting older. So if you want to make that a bet, I understand it. But to me, I'm in on Robinson. I even think the Eagles are going to take him. I still think the Seahawks are an outside chance to take him. At pick five, we talked about that, 66-1 to one to be a top-five pick. I know it sounds crazy, people, but the Seahawks think Geno's legit. They paid him. I've talked to a couple different scouts for them, and they love Robinson. They, they can't get around how good this kid is. So they're from a point of view of, we'll, we'll do the Hurts move. We'll take a quarterback there. If one of these guys we like slips the five, they're going to take a quarterback, the Seahawks. Like I've talked to – Multiple people within that organization that like a quarterback in that spot. If not, they like Robinson. And if Anderson's still there, they're going to take him, apparently. So the Seahawks are in a great spot. They're either going to trade out, right, get a good bounty on and, and trade back, or they're going to take a really high-level player at that pick five. So the Robinson pick just makes sense. We saw the nine, the number move, too. We did our show. I think it was plus 125. Now he's yeah. minus you know, 120, minus 130, be the top 10 pick. It just seems like it's either going to be those teams up there, Detroit at pick six could take them, or Atlanta. We've heard a lot of chatter about Atlanta taking them at pick eight. So, again, just a lot of teams on the board that would take them. The only team that would shock me would be your Chicago Bears, Chad. That would shock me if they took them there just because, you know, you guys have a lot of a lot of holes you still need to fill in the offensive line and defensive line. So I could see that's, that's going to be the play for the Bears. So that's the one team I'm pretty sure will not be taking Robinson. But the other teams. Yeah. It, it makes no sense for the Bears to take no running back. As we've been saying, the theme in the way rosters are constructed right now is very much running backs are worth taking in the first round. If you are one running back away from having a roster that is ready to make a run, the bears are not one running back away from making a run. They are 
many. No, no, don't give me that. No, 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 no. Guy. <laughs> I got high hopes. I got we don't high have, hopes. The Bears don't have anyone in the front seven that scares anybody. Chad, say with me, though. Ding dong. The witch is dead. Rogers is gone, brother. Yeah, but. Wide open spaces. <laughs> for a running back to run all over the field. That would just be fun to have Robinson with Justin Fields. That'd be an insane combination. It would just be like insane. Hertz and Robinson. I feel like the Bears have built up a lot of goodwill during acquisition season with the way they've managed the cap, the way they've managed their draft assets. Yeah. To not draft Jalen Carter or to not draft somebody who can play left tackle would send the fan base into such <laughs> a tizzy. People would lose their minds if you drafted a running back top 10 they would absolutely lose their minds that's what i think about the bears <laughs> I, now, I saw this stat from matt mitchell that's making me feel pretty good since 1980 um, two or more running backs have gone in the first round 35 out of 43 drafts so that's that's pretty pretty insane people if you're thinking about betting those odds um feels like it's it's a pretty good bet to bet two running backs going in the first round Current odds for Bijan uh, team, Atlanta plus 250, Houston 650, Philly 750, Washington 850, New England, Dallas plus 1200, Tennessee, Detroit plus 14, Chicago 15 to 1, uh, Chargers 18, Minnesota, Cincinnati. Seattle not on that list. That's interesting. Here's a question from, uh, and by the way, uh, Jameer Gibbs, he's currently being mocked. The average pick is 32.3. So There's like, only 31 picks in the first round, though, because Miami just, lost the I pick. know. It's just outside the first round. That's awesome. Right now, we've been talking about Will Anderson. Tyree Wilson um, has been making a lot of noise moving up the yeah. draft board. And so the truth is, while we've talked about Will Anderson, the first defensive player – Drafted Tyree Wilson right now, minus 125 at bet 365. Will Anderson, plus 100. Again, another shout out to Vegas Refund. He was on this a month ago. Was talking about this guy could move up a draft board. I think he gave him out in our Slack group at 9-1. to one. I, I didn't agree with it because I just couldn't see it happening. Now, everything you hear, it seems like Houston loves this guy. And same with uh, Arizona. So, you know. I could see it happen for sure. Um, my, I just, again, I just see it going quarterback, quarterback, and that's where the Seahawks fall into us. I think they're going to be the first team to decide who gets the defensive player drafted. That's why I know it sounds crazy, but I still I still have a little bit of money on Jalen Carter to be the first defensive player taken. Just, just in case the Seahawks don't take a defensive player there, they go offense, then at pick six, Detroit will be the first team to take a defensive player. I think they just love Carter. So um, I've seen a couple of books have that 50 to one for Carter to be the first defensive player um, just because he's just had terrible press this last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, to me, Chad, it might be seven teams now. I, I'd have to check my notes again, but I, I literally talked to seven different teams that they have him off their board. So that means they wouldn't even take Carter if he fell out of the first round. That's how bad they think his personality is his worth ethic everything so just something to keep in mind with people that you know i might be all in on carter there are a lot of teams that are not and that that's definitely a scary scary thing you're talking about teams giving these guys millions and millions of dollars on a five-year contract um it, it's a lot currently 16 to 1 at bet three three six five to be uh 
the first defensive player taken is Jalen Carter. All right. I think it's one thing you said about Zay Flowers. Wouldn't it be funny if the Packers decided they're taking a wide receiver in the first round? Didn't Evan go over it with us a couple of weeks ago where he noted how they have basically spent every first round draft pick on an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, or a linebacker during Aaron Rodgers' career? And then the second he leaves, they take a wide receiver to help his his, his replacement. I know, but I was one of the few people that I think it's smart. Like I thought what they did all those years was smart, which was if you have an all-pro, all-world QB, you can find really good receivers in the second and third rounds, which is what they did. Like they found a Jordy Nelson. They found a Devontae Adams. Like they found these guys in the second and third rounds that turned into all-pros because they had Rodgers. So I got where people are coming from that they never supported him, but it's like, holy shit, people. Didn't he go to four NFC championship games and then he lost them, three of them at home? I don't know. I think that I think that Green Bay did it pretty well. Um, again, I'm all in on the Bears, but the Jordan Love stuff is exciting. Like, I think all of us, I mean, it sounds fucked up, but Packer fans, we all want you guys to have a shitty quarterback. You literally went from Bet Farr to Aaron Rodgers. Like, no one should be so lucky. So, if Jordan Love is the truth, it's going to hurt, but they got a decision to make. I think they have a week left, and they have to pick up the fifth-year option. I think it's $20 million for Jordan Love. So, yeah, at times they are changing Green Bay. I mean, you look at that team on paper, Chad, they are bad. So, I, I would agree for the first time in a long time. They probably should take a wide receiver with that first pick in the first round. The last time Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers weren't playing quarterback uh, regularly for the Green Bay Packers, um, I was watching Dan Magikowski in my college dorm room. What is that, like 92, 93? I think it's 91. Holy shit. Yeah, Green Bay has been spoiled. Honest to God. Damn. That is insane. Uh, one more stat from, from uh, crack researcher Evan Abrams. Before we get out here, get out of here, we were talking about the New York Jets uh, season win totals earlier. It's currently at nine and a half, sitting at nine and a half. You're hoping it will go up a little bit. Uh, yeah. The last time since 2020, so the past 23 years, that the um, the Jets have had preseason double digit wins since 2000, 2011, and that year they finished eight and eight. I'm starting to like that Jets under nine and a half. Last year we bet Jets under, I think six and a half. Six, six and a half. Yeah. And Rodgers in his career is a double-digit win total. He is three and five to the under when it's greater than 10. So that's another stat that benefits us. If it's 10, once again, if it's 10, that's just going to be automatic under slam. We're finding our lean. Reminder, uh, the Favorites podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, Matt Mitchell reminding us, Green Bay hasn't gone running back, wide receiver, or tight end in the first round since. Did you look at his slack yet, Simon? Because if not, I will... Oh, 2002, 21 years. 
Think about um, how many championship games they've been to compared to these other franchises. It's I get where people are coming from, but it, it clearly worked. Any bet you make right now based on where you see the market moving before Thursday? I got I got one I'm thinking about. I I can't stop doing what I keep doing, but I keep betting more money on CJ Stroud to be a top three, top two, top one pick. And I keep betting money on Anthony Richardson to be a top two, top three, top four pick. So um, I still, I, it's going to hurt, Chad, but I still don't think Bryce Young is the number one pick. I still think it's going to be someone else. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll know even more Thursday, our pregame show before the actual draft. I can't wait for our Thursday show. I would bet uh, over four and a half quarterbacks in the first round right now. How dare you? You're going against Matt Mitchell, though. I don't care about Matt Mitchell. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably it's probably the right bet. I can't fucking do it, man. The hooker thing. I keep, I keep, I keep, and a bunch of pros are on that bet with you, Chad. Yeah, a lot of pros I know are on that bet. They really moved that number. Can't do it. That that you're telling me a kid who just coming off a major knee injury, he's 25 years old, is going to be a first round pick. I I really can't wrap my head around it. Five years from now, are we talking about Hendon Hooker? Are we more likely to be talking about Hendon Hooker? As a great quarterback who has led his team to three consecutive playoff runs or Will <laughs> Levis? I would say Will Levis because I just – I hate that guy more. I hate him even more than Hooker, honestly. So that's – I, I will not be shocked if he has a great career just because I am so down on him. All right. This has been the favorite podcast from the Action Network, proudly presented by Bet365. We are back 11 a.m. Eastern time on Thursday with our final live show before the draft. Thank you for joining us live on YouTube. Thank you for joining us live on AMP. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter, producer extraordinaire Matt Mitchell. Also, extra, extra producer extraordinaire Charlie DeSturco handling us live on YouTube today. We will be back on Thursday. Download us from Spotify, from Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, subscribe. Do not forget to subscribe directly to the favorites feed. Leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.